ears to good friends. Cheers. 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 Hmm. That's sort of an oaky afterbirth. What was that? She did tell me to uh, get a beer and some cheese fries over at Eskimo Joe's. That's very nice, lovely. I only hope you feel this way when I'm done. Because I could destroy this night in two seconds. Why is that funny? <laughs> well, I think it's a bit funny to be trying to define nothing. <laughs> Smooth as a bourbon on a summer day. Strong as a peated scotch in the winter night. This is a fair warning. The Catholic Man Show is about to begin. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. I'm not man enough to open that bottle. That you know what it is? I just trimmed my fingernails. It's embarrassing. I just literally did it this afternoon. Hmm. Well, don't worry, I got it, my friend. Thank you. Adam Minahan here with David Niles in studio. We had a great episode last week with Father Brian O'Brien, priest of the Diocese of Tulsa, Eastern Oklahoma. And priest of God. And priest of God. Both. Uh, He's both. Had a great conversation with him, a good friend of ours. He's also our, our uh, spiritual director for our radio station here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, talking about men in the parish, the, the importance and need of men in, 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 in a parish. I don't remember exactly what Juan uh, labeled it. Why? Why the parish needs man? Why the parish needs man? Something like that. Um, why parish needs man? Because it was a question. It was also a question. Was it? Yeah, um, he put a question. Didn't you put a question mark at the end? Nice. <laughs> Mucho question. Why Mucho, parish Mucho. needs man? We have Juan here this evening as well. Juan the Don. And uh, we have Jim here. Jim is Jim is. Uh, in our presence as well. Hi, May. Hi, May. Hi! Dave, we... The Minahans went roller skating for the first time. Did you go roller skating? Well, some went roller skating, some went roller blading. I was always more of a roller blade kind of guy. Me too. As a, as a product of the 80s, I was, of course, into roller blading. Into roller blading. Yeah, naturally. It's so funny, though. It's like... In line. I want my wheels in line, please. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so funny to watch a kid try to skate for the first time. It's like, you know, a deer trying to walk for the first time. They're, they're, yeah. they're, their legs are kind of like all over the place and they're still trying to... And they do a couple of the... Yeah. I'm going to fall. I'm going to catch. I kept it. Um, but it was, it was fun. We had a good time. It was... Uh, Luke and Jude caught on pretty quick. Anna, Anna did well. Uh-huh. She, I did the force, the the skating, not the blading for Anna. Where did you do this? Did you go there, to the rink? There's a rink. Yes, you went to the rink. I went to a roller skating. So Haley was out of In town. In my mind, you just like got some skates and went no. down the street. Nay, you went to the rink. To the rink. That is a totally different story. Yeah. So Haley was gone this week, this last weekend. She went to a, a wedding shower, and I was trying to figure. They out... They still have roller skating. Well, rinks. I was trying to figure out what are we gonna do. Uh, you know, it's, it's really cold outside, so I couldn't, like, take them out and go do something, but I needed them to burn energy, 
And so I was trying to think, I didn't want to go to like the movies or something like that. Yeah. I was trying to think, what, what could we you do? You can't do that anyway because you're on Exodus 90. Right. Yeah. And so I was, uh, I was trying to figure out like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And then I thought, you know what? We're going to hit up the roller skating rink. Did they have like couples skate in the middle of it? Well, I don't know. We were in like, we, we went at noon. We were, we were the noon crowd. Did they do the dice? No, I mean, they, they didn't know games or anything like that. It was just kind of open skating. So when you were growing up in grade school, like, did you have skate night? Yes. You did? Okay. I mean, yes. I assume that almost all schools and as a, do, did during that. During skate night, the whole the only mission as a as a boy you had was, who, who are you going to couple who, skate with? Who are you going to couple skate with? At right. the end of the night, there's a couple skate. It was always the big drama. And you are going to have to hold a girl's hand. You get to hold a girl's hand gonna have to sometimes and like who's sometimes brave enough to ask like like the really like the, the three or four really cute girls you know yeah i mean there was a tier system obviously you know i'm not going through my strategies but you know it's like everybody knew i was like the, the like there's the handful of girls at the time who were like you know all the boys wanted to couple skate with and then there was like there was a hierarchy sure yeah and it was always yeah. like oh Look, so and so's couple skating with so and so, and it's a big deal. But it was the, fun. Di- the dice game was fun. We had a, we had a, we had a lot of fun though. It was, it was it was it was it was like very nostalgic. Why did you pick the skates over the blades? Uh, I thought that skates would be a little bit uh, give her more stability, like for the for the little kid. Oh, I for thought you said that you had skates. No, I did blades. I mean, of course. I'm okay, I, I my apologies. I I do you think I'm like you've known me for thirty? Have I ever been a dork? Well, dude, that's like, why I was asking. I yeah. said like, why would you pick I, I that? I don't do that because you know roller skating. You think I know how to roller skate? Yeah, like check somebody into the wall who, who did roller skates. Right. Boom. But it's not the same. You think like I know how to no. skate, and then you put on some skates, and then your wheel catches, and all of a sudden right. you fall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But let's get into this. Let's get into this paper. You got you got that stopper on the front. On the front, yes. Ridiculous. That is that is uh, pretty ridiculous. So anyway, we had a, we had a lot of fun though. It was, it was cool. It was nostalgic. Like you got to. They still played the exact same songs for the last twenty five years. The roller skating rinks jams. Still playing the Backstreet Boys. Still playing the Backstreet Boys. Still playing the Jock Jams. You know all those kind of songs. Serious? Yeah. YMCA, you know, everything like... Well, of course the YMCA. I mean, I mean, all the songs, still the same. That's amazing. Yeah. They have not changed up their playlist. Although, I was actually pleasantly surprised to see even a rink still being open. Like, I didn't I didn't know if those things were even still a thing. But... Yeah, like, during the day. Right. So, anyway, it was a lot of fun. What, was, and was it a weekend, at least? It was Saturday. Yeah, okay. It went Saturday. So, they're probably not open, like, before noon on a Tuesday. Probably not. <laughs> I would, I would imagine. Right. I don't know that for sure. Shout out to uh, Joan as well. It's Joan's Joan's birthday was this week, uh, a- aka Joan. Yeah, she uh, turned the perfect number. Thirty-three. I don't know if she cared if she would care if we told her how no, old she she's was. Fine. I did. I just did it. Yeah. I said thirty-three. Uh, so tonight we're drinking a, a Spayburn Aranta. How do you say it? I would also roll the R because that's what the Scottish do. <laughs> <laughs> Ranta. Ranta. So this, so this uh, whiskey though is only it's U.S. exclusive, U.S. market exclusive. So all of our listeners in uh, Scotland and Ireland and Japan, we're, dude, we're huge in Japan. Um, <laughs> uh, we do have <laughs> listeners in Japan, know, but, uh, but uh, you can't get this. So this is only was in the U.S. market. Was that a tall joke? That was a tall joke. I just got it. Um, 
Because honestly, we would be huge in Japan. Jim, if we go to Japan, you're coming with us, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting picture requests. Yeah, picture requests. And they're like, no, the Ad- bodyguard. Oh, the bodyguard. Or Adam, and, Adam, David, if you could actually move away so we could get with Jim, that would be were, great. Like, look at that man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can swing a big sword. <laughs> Give him the broadsword. Um, so the color is a gold, is rich in golden. The nose it says it's toffee, vanilla, honey, coconut, and spice. The taste says it's bold and full, uh, full-bodied with long-lasting finish of spicy citrus and honey notes. Um, it's also a first fill ex bourbon cask. Hmm. So uh, we didn't even cheers. One you were, ta- you were taking a long time. I'm sorry. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers. Cheers to Jesus. Oh. So, what did you think? Oh, velvety. First, when it hit my tongue, I was like, liquid velvet. Mm. And a long finish. Like, it's still sticking with me. Yeah. So, it says, the flavor that's brimming with toffee, vanilla, and notes of spice. The whiskey is infused in hand-selected American oak casks, which brings out the very best of this bold single malt. I'm getting a lot of cinnamon right now. Here, on just like the aftertaste. Mm Mm-hmm. It's still, like, I'm still getting it. And yeah, it's like uh, uh, some spice, some cinnamon. You mean the afterbirth? The yeah, afterbirth. The, it's an oaky, kind of an oaky the afterbirth. afterbirth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I really like Spayburn. What, what was that? As well, because the Spayburn tin is their staple. And it's not very expensive. Yeah. It's, you know, I think 45 bucks, 40, 45 bucks. Uh-huh. And it is a solid scotch. Mm-hmm. If you're not a peaty guy, uh, you don't like peat, but you, you want to jump into some scotch, Spayburn is a good... $40, $45 investment to try out. Um, I second like that. It. Oh, see, one even seconds it. I haven't tried it yet, but, but you like it, Dave? Yeah. Is I, it a space side? Is it a space burn? Space side. Space side. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought so, but. It smells awesome. I really like this. I get some apricot too. It's pretty good. Apricot. That's like an apple and an apricot put together. Hmm. Apricot. Wow. Yes, I like How this. How much was this one? I, you know, I bought this like over a month, maybe a month ago. Yeah. But I think it was about 60 Okay. If I, if, mm-hmm. if, if I remember correctly. I, I'm really digging on it. That is really good. Yeah. Spayburn Aranta Casks Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. So mm. what we're having this evening. It's pretty good. That'd be a good gift. How's uh, how's the Minahan, or uh, I was about to say, how's the Minahan clan, but how's the Niles clan? Uh, the Niles clan is doing very, very well. Uh, I want to shout out to my youngest sister, Rebecca. Re- Rebecca. Re- Becca? Becca. Rebecca Marie for turning 21. She was born on January 22nd, Roe versus Wade. Mm. So she turned 21 on this particular birthday. Big deal. <laughs> Uh, you know, obviously. So we were just, ha- I was a little late today. We were having her party at my house. So we were wondering like what was going on over there. And I also had to text you to remind you, like, just make sure you remember yeah. we are recording. I saw tonight. that once I got here. Okay, good. So I was making old fashions. Nice. With what, what, what uh, do you use? Basil Hayden. Wow, Basil Hayden old fashioned. I, I, I was going to use something cheaper, but like it's her 21st birthday. Yeah. You got to treat her. I mean, she doesn't know the difference, but you know, like. <laughs> All the same. Yeah. So shout out to Joan and Becca for their birthdays. Yeah. 
when we get back, we're going to talk about fasting this evening. We're going to talk about uh, tips to fast, the purpose of fasting, as we get closer and closer to the Lenten season. We'll be right back. We are at the beginning stages of Exodus 90, and if you did not sign up, but you were thinking about it, you were on the fence, uh, the deadline snuck up on you, it's not too late. Go to Exodus90.com and join the fraternity. Let me just read you a couple of the testimonials that are on Exodus 90's homepage. Just go to it yourself. That's Exodus90.com. It says, for men who want something more than the advertised Christian life, any man who wants a solid faith-filled family should do Exodus 90. Does that sound like something that uh, is interesting to you? Here's one that's even more hard-hitting to me. In the bottom left-hand corner, it says, I felt like I got my husband back. And that was from a wife. So, man, if you are interested in growing closer to your creator, if you're interested in figuring out what your vices are, what maybe are, is keeping you from your creator, what what's keeping you from the one who loves you, go to excess90.com, sign up, and, and join us. Exodus 90 offers a path to freedom. So go to Exodus90.com, join the fraternity, and let's do this together. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles, here with Adam Minahan. We're going to be talking about fasting today. I want to give a shout out to Dizzy Lizzie for sending me the largest cookie I've ever tried to eat. I did not even come close. It's not even close. Really? I, oh. thought, I thought you'd do it. That thing was over an inch thick. I weighed it. How much did it weigh? How much do you think it weighed? Two pounds. Almost. It's one and a half. It was over one and a half pounds of cookie. Delicious cookie. I could not do it. Weak. I. You know what the problem was? I got last minute invited to two birthdays on Sunday. So I had already had cake twice. <laughs> That was the problem. And then I tried to, it's like, oh, the cookie. I've been looking forward to that cookie mm-hmm. all week. So the thing is, if you guys are part of our, if you're one of our patrons at a certain level or above, you get cookies from us. Mm-hmm. Every then, Christmas. Every Christmas, you get some delicious cookies. Dizzy Lizzie is the mastermind behind the cookie extravaganza. Mm-hmm. And she sent me a very large cookie. <laughs> It's almost it's more like a small pie, like a cookie pie. Mm-hmm. It's not a cookie cake because those tend to be like thinner, mm-hmm. way thinner, way thinner, like half as thin as this cookie. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, I tried to eat it. It was very good. It's just I wasn't I wasn't even remotely close. Mm. Hey, are we allowed to say about the pilgrimage we're going to go on? Are we allowed to say that yet? I think we can say we're going on a pilgrimage. Okay. And I think that we can say where. Okay. But like we don't have the stuff nailed down 100%. So we're going to Ireland. We're going to Ireland. We're going to Ireland this year. This year, in September. Can we say who who is going with us? Yes. Father Sean Donovan. The Irishman himself. Father Sean Donovan. If you have not listened to our episode with the Winged Hussars... Uh, or there, there's several episodes he's done with us, but the Winged Hussars one's the one that sticks out mm-hmm. to me the most because it just blew my mind. We also did like the... Um, I think we actually did like, a, a like, one on on pilgrimages. Uh, possibly, and we did one on like the uh, like the characteristics of uh, the glorified body. 
didn't it's like that one. Impa- it's like impassable. Uh, remember okay, we talked about we talked yeah like the yeah the I, char- I forget what it's called like the characteristics of the glorified body. Hmm. I don't remember that. Was I there? You were there. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go in September. We're we're going in September. Um, if you go to selectinternationaltours.com slash Catholic Man Show, you'll be able to stay up to date as we're finalizing things. Also, if you are from Ireland, we would love to talk to you about things that you would you think we should go see, do. Yeah. Um, that would be great. I'm also I'm going to Ireland twice this year. It's awesome. Uh, Haley and I, Lady Haley and I, are going to Ireland in June for our ten year wedding anniversary. Be pretty sweet. So um, that'll be pretty awesome. You gonna play golf? No, I'm not, bro. I'm not, not. I have you other... can use you can use ship sticks. No, I'm not. I'm not going. So she anymore. won't even know that like you have your golf clubs there. You can send them ahead of time, <laughs> and they'll just be there waiting. Ship sticks. Nah. I see the commercial for it all the time. We are not sponsored by ship sticks. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. So anyway, we're gonna go. That's gonna be really exciting. I'm pumped. I'm gonna send your clubs. All right, I'm just gonna have them there ready, just in case. <laughs> just in case. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, hey, consider it my uh, anniversary gift to <laughs> to you guys. Haley will to be you so and, happy. You and Haley. Haley will be so I'm happy. I'm gonna send you the clubs. Uh, so we are gonna talk uh, just a little bit about a man gear this evening. Uh, with going, you know, we're doing, Dave and I, we're both doing Exodus 90. Juan's doing Exodus 90 as well. Jim is not doing Exodus 90. You're not doing Exodus 90, right, Jim? No. No. Suffering. No, like Jim's just suffering. He's just our friend, he's so just, he just has to suffer. Just He's just old? Is that what it is? Like, he's uh-huh. giving the yes. So. You're not that old, Jim. Obviously, when you're doing Exodus 90, you're cutting out a lot of media, you're cutting out TV, you're cutting out a lot of the things that you normally do, or you, you may have been in the habit of doing, that you're no longer doing. And um, one thing that I did to prep for Exodus 90 that I actually needed to do anyway, it just kind of like was the catalyst for me doing, was uh, getting my garage cleaned out, getting it in an organized fashion. It's done the process. But yeah. one of the things that I used that has just changed, like the way my garage is you know, functioning is the overhead storage, uh. which is what we're going to talk about this evening. Nice. The overhead storage uh, compartments. So... Am, am I've I, wanted to get one of these for a long time. Th- I have three of them now. You did get a third one. I got a third one. Um, so the way so, my is house it like is that one for the kids, like you can put the kids up there. No, that's for the uh, that's for all the extra food and things like that in case things go crazy. I have to tell you this. The other day, so we have like a like two five gallon buckets full of rice and beans and like some other stuff. Yeah. And Pamela the other day says maybe we should put some whiskey in there. I was like, great idea. She's like, yeah, it never to the, goes. To the rice and beans? And no, like a bottle of whiskey in the in the bucket. Oh, I think you're saying like pour no, whiskey into no, the rice take and beans. No, take a bottle of whiskey and put it in there in like the emergency bucket. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. She's like, it never goes bad, right? I was like, yeah, it never goes bad. <laughs> we should totally put a bottle of whiskey in there. In fact, bring a case. We're bringing a case. Yeah. We have a third bucket now. So what? So one of the things about my house is like one well, uh, most Oklahoma houses, no basement, homes, no basements, and then my house doesn't really have an attic, and so all I had was like this little uh, spot underneath the stairwell to to store. You things. do not. I mean, you legitimately do not have attic space, right? And so um, I always ended up, which is weird. I know. 
And so my garage ended up kind of being a catch-all. At first, it started out as a, like a woodworking shop, and then we had kids, and, and that turned into not a woodworking shop any longer, but just a place to put a bunch of stuff. Uh, and then, you know, it ended up where, where bikes were all in the way, and then you just it just kept compi- like piling up, piling up, piling up, and it got ridiculous. So I ended up taking down my, my workbench, uh, which was massive. It was a massive workbench. It was super awesome. But not a not practical, little not bit excessive, little excessive, a little bit excessive, little, little crazy. Uh, but I was able. To, I, I bought these overhead storage unit or overhead storage cages uh, to put on the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, in order to to put m- most of the stuff that I was needing a place to put it. And right. so they have two different kinds. At least the the ones that I, I did research on, and the ones I ended up going with, they had two different kinds. You can find these at Lowe's or Home Depot. Uh, the same same brand everything. Builder Square, can you get them at Builder Square? Dude, are there still Builder Squares? I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think so either. Um, th- there's one that's like the smaller version, and then they have a, a, a larger version. Okay, but the larger version can only hold up can hold 300 pounds. Short, smaller version only 250 pounds. But it's only 50 pounds different. Only 50 pounds different, and the bigger one is actually takes up more space. So I just went with. The smaller version, yeah, but you can and put more, you can put more stuff in the bigger one, obviously, just right. not necessarily more weight, right? A whole lot more weight, right? Um, also, to to uh, keep in mind that whenever you're putting these up, you can only put two per like rafter, like per per beam, per joist. Yeah, no per per beam, not joist, not the actual joist, but the rafter. Right, the joists in your ceiling. Yeah. I thought the joist was the actual part where it joined together. Is that not true? Well, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I don't know, I don't know what you mean by that, but yeah. Um. Anyway, so you can only put two, uh, two on there because that's you know five hundred pounds that you're putting weight on. So you need to space them yeah. out and think about it before you you, you just hang them up, hang them up. Um. But man, it has totally changed. Read the instructions. Read the instructions. Yes. Uh. But man, it has totally helped get my my uh, garage in a much more yeah, working dude. order. So we. we Haley is really uh, taken on to pottery, uh, we, so we bought her a, a pottery wheel and a kiln, and so she's she's gonna really start uh, throwing. Does your, does your insurance agent know that you have a kiln in your garage? I didn't. I did you not should, think so. That might be a conversation you want to have. Nah, now we'll play that afterwards. Well, like, what if your house burns down and be like, oh, you had a kiln a kiln in your garage? I'm sorry, it's not covered. It was a lightning strike. Yeah, but you have a kiln in your garage. <laughs> Yeah, whole thing's void. Yeah, maybe so. But yeah, so she's been she's gonna start throwing uh, pottery and and like teaching the kids and probably your kids and Juan's kids um, mm-hmm. uh, whenever we can. And so we're doing that. And then I'm also uh, Luke still has his little fishing corner that he he tinkers with all of his lures and fishing yeah. poles like like he likes to do. But then I also because of Exodus 90, this is another reason why I wanted to bring this up is that, you know, in Exodus 90 you have to have regular exercise at least 3 times a week. And I used to go to a boxing gym um very religiously. However, when I got a new job, things kind of threw that through through off and I had to drive a lot further to get to the boxing gym and I just ended up not being able to go near right. as much. Yep. So I ended up putting a a a heavy bag in my garage which has really helped keep me being able to uh, stay in shape and, and work out again. Uh, where I, and, and man, I got to tell you, hitting a heavy bag is by far the best stress reliever for me. I mean, it's a great workout, but it's just a an awesome stress reliever. Uh, I really highly recommend it. If you're looking to try to get into some kind of workout and you don't know, 
obviously I, it, it does help to know how to throw a punch correctly and properly, but, um, yeah. Otherwise you hurt your wrists. Yeah. But man, it, it has been, it has been really great to be able to, to work out again to, uh, and to have a functioning garage. Yeah. I do want to get one of those overhead shelves. I've just got, especially you have a much bigger garage than I do. Mm-hmm. Not that yours is like huge. You know, it's not, yours isn't like it's three, three car, car garage, it's not three car. But, but it's like a two and a half car garage. I mean, like it's got a little, little, little extra. You have like that extra area beyond where the cars would be parked. Yeah, it's the width, the whole width of the garage, which is nice. But I, I have nothing. I put you know, a deep freeze in to keep, keep my meat. Yeah, I am also scheming up a plan. I'm gonna take my hot water tank out. Really? And I'm gonna put a fridge there, a freezer there. I figure like we don't need hot water. I'm on Exodus ninety. <laughs> Lady Pamela would be just fine with this. I'm look, not even going to ask her. I'm doing fine without it, okay? Everybody can go without Military it. showers from here on out. When we get back, we're going to talk about fasting. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. David Niles here. For those of you who don't know, for my day job, I'm a financial advisor. So I know firsthand how difficult investing can be. That's why I was so excited when we met Mark Lozano, founder and owner of Christ-Centered Capital. Mark's mission is to provide in-depth research and analysis on which companies and organizations align with Christian values and which ones don't. Of course, he's also seeking to provide investment recommendations and stock picks that have financial potential and are also aligned with Christian values. What I really love about what Mark is doing is that he's completely transparent about why a company might be a moral investment versus another one. He leaves it up to you so that you can make informed decisions. He's not just going to say, oh, this one's moral, this one's not. He'll give all of the reasons in the research that he's done with links to articles or whatever it may be, so that you can make the most informed decisions on your own investment portfolios. Because as Catholics, we have a duty to uphold Catholic values, and the same goes with our investments. So we want to be as virtuous as we can be, and Christ-Centered Capital is really invaluable. It's only $7 a month for you to go and sign up to get all of his recommendations and all of his research. To me, it's a no-brainer. If you're an investor and you want more information, go to ChristCenteredCapital.com. But Dave, Mark also gave us a promo code. If you go to ChristCenteredCapital.com and use promo code TCMS2022. You get the first month free. So you get to try it out. No obligations. Uh, first month free. ChristCenteredCapital.com. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Sipping on a little bit of Spayburn uh, Aranta. We're going to talk about fasting this evening, with men going on Exodus 90, with Lent quickly approaching. I thought it'd be good to talk about fasting, the purpose of fasting, and then give t- uh, uh, five tips on fasting uh, okay. to make fasting either uh, more intentional or just e- not easier, but just manageable. Before we start on this, I have to tell a story about Adam Minahan. About fasting. I'm very nervous. This is an Adam Minahan fasting fasting story from this year. Okay. From approximately 10 days ago. That's an approximate approximate number. Okay. We were at Adam Minahan's house. It was supposed to be at my house, but we were at Mm -hmm. Adam Minahan's house, Mm -hmm. gathered for our pre-Exodus 90 gathering. This is the day before we began Exodus 90 Mm -hmm. to eat for a cake and beer party. Obviously, what else? What other kind of party are you going like to have? Very appropriate. The yeah. day before you start Exodus ninety, other than a cake and beer party, right? 
Adam served us some delicious homemade cake with homemade icing that he whipped up at the last minute. I did. We were going to have icing. So true. We were going to have cake with no icing. Yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then he's like, I did it. I made some icing. Homemade. Yeah. Way to go, Adam. I like text you and I was like, hey, do you, you, I, I copied Lady Pamela in there because I was like, you're not going to answer. You don't, you don't even know. So I'll, I'll basically... Uh, All I know is like you take some milk and like powdered sugar and you just keep putting them together, baby. I was like, I, I, <laughs> I asked you, hey, do you guys have any icing? You're like, no, we don't. I'm like, well, we're just going to have cake without icing then. That'll be fine because we'll have beer. Yeah. However, the you icing was... Me. Yeah, the icing was good. It was, it was excellent. Delicious cake. La- Lady Haley uh, pulled that off for me. Well, the, the story that I want to tell is that we're all sitting there gathered and like at a break in the conversation, Adam goes, I do want to encourage you guys to start taking vitamins now that we're starting Exodus 90. And that's the moment I knew that we were all old. That's actually one of the tips I was going to bring up. That's in here. Yeah. It's actually in here. It's in here. That was the funniest. I didn't laugh at you at the time. You could laugh at me. But later on, I totally laughed. I was like, "This is these are the suggestions we're making at our Exodus 90. Yeah. Like, make sure, hey, you know what? Definitely, you definitely don't want to skip the fiber, okay? Like, hey, all I'm saying vitamins is that when fiber. you start fasting, your body becomes deficient in things that you're used to taking. And so in order to not be cranky and not to be upset and not to be irritable, uh, yep. taking a multivitamin helps. The electrolytes is really the thing. So like... Electrolytes. So, uh-huh. uh, okay, hold on. Let's get into that later. Okay, sorry. Okay. Anyway, I Too just much. thought that was hilarious that like, that's where we've arrived. We've arrived there that like... Dude, we're 35. That's what I'm saying. We're old. We're getting old. Like that's how I knew because because Adam Minahan just told like us a, to take vitamins. A bunch of old white guys just need to take white vitamins. I mean, it's like my wife has been telling me to take multivitamins for years, <laughs> and I've been like, you know, saying like no. And now my best friend is like, "Hey guys, I really think we should start taking vitamins." <laughs> <laughs> how much did Pamela pay you to say that to me? <laughs> I got a new doctor this year and on they were like asking me sorry this is an off topic story but like shocker what what medications do you take and I was writing down all my medications and at the end I said and sometimes my wife makes me take vitamins (laughs) (laughs) and my uh, like entrance like you know the first time I'm meeting the nurse she's like and what kind of vitamins does your wife make you take (laughs) I was like I was just kidding like I have no idea I usually don't take them I just I throw them away she hands them to me I thought that I fake fake, put them in my mouth and I throw them away just thought it'd be funny to write on the form she's like well we do read it now you know (laughs) but the funniest thing was like there's this app my chart right that works all with like the thing here and I like later on was on the my my chart looking at my list of medications and multivitamins were on the list now. Like I can request a refill of my prescription strength multivitamins or something. I don't know. It was hilarious. Well, we're getting old. Okay, so we're going to talk about fasting. We're going to talk about fasting. Remember that vitamin uh, would be Matthew, so funny. Matthew, let's go to the Bible. Ma- Matthew 6, 16. Okay, this is one that, okay. that most people know. It says, uh, Jesus says, and when you fast, do not look d- dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have, they have their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by men, but by your Father who is in secret. And, when, and your Father who is in secret will reward you. Now, there's, there's things to think about here. One of them is, Jesus says, and when you fast, not if you fast. Right. 
So he's expecting us too fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is something that, that if you're going to be a Christian, if you're going to follow Jesus, yeah. this is something that he is, he is expecting of you. Right. And we have it easy these days. Now, I mean, the, you know, the Catholic man is only required to fast twice a year. Well, yeah. Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Yeah, Catholics in general. Right. I mean, yeah, it's a Catholic man show, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, it used to be a lot more. I mean, the fasting used to be, in days gone by, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like hard. Uh, I don't know if Ember Days were required. Yep. Uh, but the, So Ember Days are once a season. It's Wednesday... Uh, Thursday, Wednesday, no, Friday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they skip Thursday, but uh, it's a party day. Yeah, it's like it's a rest day, mm-hmm. and so that would be like the you know they were those were days of fasting and abstinence back in the day as well. Yeah, and so fasting, you know, we're not we're not masochists, you know, like you know, fasting is not necessarily the the purpose should not be for diet diet purposes. Oh, it's like oh, I got to lose weight, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna start fasting now. Intermittent fasting is a different thing. We're talking about like spiritually fasting. Right. Um, uh, but it should be done out of the love of God, right? So like it's similar to like there's natural virtues, supernatural virtues. Uh, supernatural virtues is for the love of God. Correct. Um, and so uh, Aquinas gives three purposes to fasting. Number one, he says uh, to bridle the lust of flesh. Okay. Number two, he says uh, to free your mind... Uh, so that your mind freely can contemplate heavenly things. Okay. And then number three is uh, in order to satisfy it for sins. Those Atonement, three, yeah. Atonement, yeah. Those, those are the three things that, that he says are the purposes for fasting in the Summa Theologica. Which, by the way, we are giving away, really quick, sidebar, we're giving away a Summa. Uh, right here, Summa Theologica, hard, hardback cover, we're giving away... That's just like, it's a, how many volume? one of five. Uh... And we're giving away St. Thomas's feast day is is uh, coming up, and so in honor of him, yeah, we're giving it away. A few days, yeah. So, uh, so Aquinas says that, and so then I found something uh, by Jimmy Aiken. Do you know him? The robot. Yeah, he is. Just yeah, I know that. I know that robot. Yeah, he's really one of the better AI I've come across. No doubt, and he knows how to uh, uh, call a square dance. Yeah. What is it called? Square dance calling, yeah. Calling, yeah. I was going to say call a square dance. I'm not sure. I didn't. Yeah, he's know. a square dance caller. Yeah. do si do your partner, everybody. So he, he gives uh, he gives uh, five things that, that fasting improves our spiritual lives in different ways. Okay. So I wanted to get your thoughts on them. I think that he is actually like a fairly serious faster. I think so as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we express our recognition that spiritual things are more important than physical things. When we fast? I agree with that. Okay. Uh, he says, we learn to deny ourselves pleasures even in spite of pain. I agree with that. Well, this is not going to be very interesting if you just keep saying I agree with that over and over again. Okay. But this is, the, you know, this is how you also grow in fortitude, right? You know, when you have courage, when you can, when you like almost turn off your mind as far as like, well, you're, if you have pain or like something is distracting to you to focus on the mission. Yeah. Um. It's a it's a great way to 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 grow in fortitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, it says we declare that we recognize the need to reform and get closer to God. Always bringing yeah. always bringing ourselves back to to Christ. Growing humility because you know when we fat you know, so okay so God so Christ is the head we are the body uh, Christ 
picked up his cross, like lovingly embraced his cross yes. for, for our salvation, and then uh, called us to, to carry our cross daily. And so, like, if Christ, the God-man, came down on earth to sacrifice, uh, are we not to do the same? Um, just mere Especially when mortals. we're the ones doing all the sins. Right. Yeah. Mere mortals that we are. Yeah. Um, it, I think it is very fitting that we that we um, you know, Christ is the is the perfect man is the one the exemplar mm-hmm. of man, mm-hmm. and so we should strive strive to do that. Mm-hmm. Fasting is, is one way that we do that. Yeah. So um, another one is uh, we willingly embrace the hunger fasting produces, uh, which produces a, a sign of being willing to shoulder the burdens of others. So I thought this was very interesting too, right? Because it says basically like if you're able to not be worried about your hunger and like kind of put that aside, you're able to care for more of other things, right? So this is also why Aquinas talks about how we're able to uh, lift our minds to more heavenly things because we're not worried about earthly pleasures or earthly things that are happening around, you know, needs, earthly needs. So my thoughts on fasting is that fasting is one of the great paradoxes in the Christian faith. There are many, many great paradoxes in the Christian faith. Um, And it's that when you fast, it's like a death. Fasting is like a, a, a form of death. Mm-hmm. You're giving up the thing that you need to live. So you're not eating or food. The, the thing you want. But if you don't eat food, you will die. That is correct. Okay, so you need food to live. And you're giving up that source of life so that you're embracing a death. But in so doing, you actually become more alive. Because through, the, through fasting... One gains self-mastery over his appetites. So, which, which, which man is more of a man? The man who is a slave to his appetites or the one who has mastered his appetites? Obviously, the one who's mastered his appetites is more of a man. So, as you go through that death, you become, more of, you become actually more alive as a man. This is a great paradox um, that has spiritual, spiritual consequences. We can talk about it on the other side of the break. Okay. We're here uh, drinking a little bit of Spayburn Aranta. Is it Aranta? Did we decide Aranta? Aranta. Talking about fasting. How the Scottish say it. We'll bear it back. Have you ever wanted to go to Ireland and tour County Cork or have a beer in Dublin or see the Cliffs of Moher? Well, we are partnering up with Select International Tours and we are planning a, a Ireland pilgrimage this year. Go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow and we will keep you posted on everything that's going on. Uh, Ireland is one of the places that you are able to travel to, whether you have a vaccine, whether you don't have a vaccine. Uh, there's no quarantine. All you have to do is have a negative test within a couple days. So anyway, we're, tra- we're, we're planning a trip to Ireland. We would love to have you there. Go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow. And let's have a beer together and cheers to Jesus in Ireland. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Adam Minahan. We got Juan Posada and Jim in the house. We're talking about fasting. I can't wait to get to the vitamins. I want to know what kind of vitamins I need to take. I didn't realize that that was so personally funny to you. Personally, I don't believe that. I do not believe taking vitamins will help you fast. If you say so, that's good. 
I am a skeptic. That's fine. What are the vitamins supposed to help you with? Well, you become deficient. Like when you fast, you become deficient in things that you normally are used to having. Okay. So? So if you can supplement that and still have those, sometimes you will, you know, you won't be as maybe irritable. You may be in a better Mm. mood. You may be, you know, not... um, prone to anger or, or frustration or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, whenever you start fasting, uh, you become, you know, other vices may, may rear its ugly head. I do not want to disagree with your, you some disagree. of your points. I do not think taking vitamins will prevent from you from being irritable. I do not think that, I think you're irritable because you're hungry and the vitamins will not stop you from being hungry. I think probably, probably that's more accurate. Yeah. I, I, I am not saying people shouldn't take vitamins. Okay, good. All right. And so, so therefore, vitamins would be great when you fast. And when you're not fasting. And when you're not fasting. Yeah. I took an emergency today. Nice. Okay, so we're talking about, uh, um, let's see, we're talking about fasting produces a sign of of being able to to shoulder other burdens. Yeah. Um, Specifically, even other people's burdens. Right. Not not even your own burdens. but maybe even other people's. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Like, if you're willing to accept death for yourself, it's kind of where I was going before, you know, that fasting is a death, mm-hmm. but it also makes you more alive in that you embrace embrace yourself more. Mm-hmm. Um, you become more of a man as you master your own appetites. And if you are able to master and accept death for yourself, uh, then it makes accepting other people's burdens easier when you're willing to accept your own death first, right? And so it's like a form of fortitude that um, you would... Uh, fortitude or... Uh, what's the other one that's just like fortitude? Uh, courage? Uh, man, what, what, I cannot remember. Temperance. Things. No, not temperance. Anyway, you know, so like if you would be willing to put yourself in harm's way, which is sort of what you're doing. I mean, you're not... Mm-hmm. Nobody thinks like, oh, fasting, I might lose my left arm, you know, but... In small ways, that's kind of what you're doing. That I'm accepting um, these like little deaths for myself, in place of, or so that I can also Take be charitable with other people. Right. Exactly. Right. This is what the, the Christian call. You know, the, the call to Christian Christianity is right. You know, is is to love the Lord your God and then love your neighbor as yourself. And if you uh, are so self absorbed, it's almost impossible to love your neighbor. Right. You know. So, um, in order to fulfill that second commandment that God gave us, uh, you have to be able to n- not worry about yourself near as much in order to be able to worry about other people. Right. Um, okay, so the last one that, that um, uh, Jimmy talks about, he says, uh, basically, we recognize our dependence on God and affirming our submissive uh, submissiveness to his will. Um, basically, and God, God um, is kind of a comedian in this way, like that if you don't like accept his will like if you don't submit to his will he will humble you in a way to help you recognize that you need him yeah because he loves you because he loves you and he's constantly calling you back to him right um and so because the other things that you're putting in place of him are bad for you you know well they're maybe or not they're, as good maybe they're not bad for you but they're not they're your the ultimate good, good. Yeah. and you need to it's good. It's, you should have higher goods over lesser goods, right? So he wants the best things for you, and he knows right. he is that best thing. Yep. So if you're not on the right track, he'll try to help get you there. Yep. And you just got to recognize. Yep. So we got to be also thankful that the church had, or maybe not thankful, 
I'll let you decide, Dave. You decide this, okay? So okay. Um, now that the church, uh, you know, only asks for um, two days of, of fasting, you know, two, two, two formal days of fasting, um, we should talk also probably about the difference between abstinence and fasting at some point, but yeah. don't let me forget that. Okay. But uh, back in the day, if you committed like adultery, murder, abortion, um, some serious sins, there yeah. were formal uh, penitential disciplines. There were four of them. And the names are hilarious. Okay. First, uh, I don't know if it's hilarious, but first one is weepers. They're called weepers. And they are not allowed in the church, but they stayed outside and asked those going in to pray for them. Yeah. Okay. The second were called hearers. And they stood inside the church doors and heard the liturgy of the word, but were dismissed before the liturgy of the Eucharist. You know, kind of like catechumens are, yeah. you know, they're, they, they, they're, they're for the, the catechumens the are not being punished. Today. No, no, no yeah, but, but, so, but, I'm but just in, saying, in the same way, right? In the same way, yeah. Um, the third one and for the same reason they weren't they were like temporarily considered not part of the part flock of, almost they were still part of the flock but they had to be like they're not compl- they're it not. was a public way of saying like showing especially for them that they needed to be brought back in right uh, the third one is kneelers so we have weepers hearers kneelers and they knelt or laid down in the church and participated with the church in specific prayers for them uh, before being blessed by the bishop and dismissed prior to the Eucharist. At every Mass, or just that, like I at mean, least once, or I mean, for so long, yeah. however long it was. Right. But to, you know, that's but also back in, you know, when the church was smaller, the bishop probably is like the bishop and maybe one other priest in the whole quote unquote diocese. Who knows? Yeah. Mm. Um, so, you, but anyway, you know, so though, people back then were like, oh, we've got kneelers again today. Mass is going to be an extra five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the standers. The standards were, uh, I thought it was funny because the definition, the de- definition of standards. They sat in the congregation and stayed for the liturgy of the Eucharist, but did not receive communion. Sat? Mm-hmm. Not set, but sat. They didn't stand. Did not stand. That's uh, oddly named. <laughs> well, they, yeah, so they had to like remain sitting. Yeah, while everybody it, else it, was and, and, so they, and they did not receive communion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that that's what I, I mean, I kind of thought that was like, like I'm glad that the the church isn't doing that anymore. You know, in her wisdom, has uh... I do still want to stand outside the church and just ask everybody who walks in to pray for me. Like, I would like to do that as well. Right? Wouldn't that be awesome? Like, I make it a point to every every uh, woman who's about to go into you know labor to be like, hey, rem- remember me in one of your contractions. Yeah, but you not just any. You have to like know the woman. Yeah, not some rando. <laughs> if you stood outside the hospital I'm and just, just gonna, like... I'm going to swing by the second floor at the hospital. <laughs> That's the labor and delivery floor. I'm just going to ask just for some ask prayers. prayers. <laughs> oh, it's actually not a bad tactic. I'm not... Ma'am, I'm, you look like you're in a lot of pain. Would you offer some of it up for me? I'm I'm Adam. Uh, it's not a bad tactic. What Except are they going to say? that you'd get maybe beat up walking into other people's labor and delivery rooms. So you offer that up? I feel like the cops would come. Hmm. You'd get a free ride downtown. Juan, how much time do we have? Because I want to try to go over five uh, tips when fasting. Uh, Two minutes. Okay. Three minutes. So five Four tips minutes. when fasting. Have a specific intention for your suffering. Visualize the person uh, you're praying for or the grace that you're asking God to give you. So like in Exodus 90, you have the cold showers, right? Cold showers, so right. Uh, whether you're praying for the, uh, uh, for, for, for a specific person for, to receive a specific grace for retribution of, of 
sins that you've made may have, uh, uh, have committed or sins that you've led other people to. Yeah. Uh, you know, before you get in that cold shower, think about that. Decide intentionally, what it is. Yeah. Intentionally decide. I think this one, like, that is a huge, that's the big one, you know, because I think a lot of people start fasting. It's like, oh, I need to fast. I want to grow in the spiritual life, right? Like, that's not a great way to start, honestly. Um, you'll grow in the spiritual life by fasting no matter what, okay? But don't do it just like, oh, for my own, like, growth in spiritual... Like, no, it's offer supposed to be for the love of God. For somebody yeah, else. That's the whole thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, but you do it, yeah, like, I want, Lord, I want a better spiritual life, so I'm going to fast, right? Because I know that's what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Well, don't worry. You'll do, that will happen. Offer it up for someone, more, something more specific, you know, like someone who, who you love. Because now, all of a sudden, I think that brings it home more that's like, really what you end up realizing is that I love this person more than I love eating food. Mm-hmm. So, and I love them more than I love myself, is really what you end up learning from right. from offering it up specifically, right? And you still will grow in holiness and in your spiritual life. That right. will always happen. Right. So that's a big one. When I first started taking cold showers, it was just like, oh, I've got to take a cold shower for Exodus 90. Mm-hmm. Then when I realized, like, oh, I'm going to do this for, you know, like uh, the grace for my wife today. Right. You know, it's like, oh, now all of a sudden the cold shower, it wasn't like a, a suffering as much as it was almost, it wasn't a joy, but it was getting a lot closer to right. being like, wow, this is so like... This, I, is, this is what the saints talk about, as right? As a man, like I now have something to like offer, right? right? And this is what the saints talk about, right? That, that, that they almost like, are not, they feel guilty for not having more suffering to offer the Lord. So once, I mean, the more suffering that yeah. you're able to take on, the more joy you can give back to, you know, the more you're able to give back to Christ and the more joyful it, may, it becomes. Okay. Uh, second one I had, it set a schedule. Scheduling uh, out how your day goes will prevent like idleness and inactivity and when inactivity right. or an idleness comes then you know that's kind of that's when it, all a of a sudden it gets ground. really hard to fast right because you start thinking about food or you start thinking about if you you're know, hungry and you have nothing to do you're in a t- you're in a dangerous place right you well, need you need to keep busy and, and also a big thing is is your sleep schedule right so totally. making sure that you get enough sleep you go to bed early and get up early for for prayer like, and, and vitamins that's dude stop that's number four. That's number four. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> he's always taking. He's taking. Okay. So uh, also increase the amount of water you drink. Yeah. Uh, um, drinking, drinking, drinking more water will help in fasting. You know, if you're not used to fasting, if you're not used to only eating one meal a day, uh, and your your body's going to be hungry, if you, you you drink more water, you fill up your your, your stomach. It helps through the through that. Honestly, add, adding some lemon to your water will give you some electrolytes. And if you're like low energy, mm-hmm. that will pop your energy level back up. Okay, so the last one I was going to say, take multivitamins. You can make fun of it. Great if idea. You want. I think it's fantastic. And then the last idea. one is don't complain. Uh, you should know, like, no one should know you're fasting. St. John of the Cross says, whenever anything disagreeable or displeasing happens to you, remember Christ crucified and be silent. Yeah. So don't complain about your fasting. You can shut up. All right, so there's the five tips. Uh, there they are. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers. So. Sweet. Uh, we didn't talk about uh, abstinence versus fasting. Do you want? I mean, you can probably talk about that if you want to. Go for it. Uh, so. If you're in, because uh, they are confused, people think they about are them as they the are same confused. Yeah, not. so uh, if you're a uh, part of our, our council, man, if you're a Patreon a Patreon member, if you're a patron, uh, we talk about this every Friday because we have specific intentions that we all fast for. Um, 
uh, every Friday. Now, that's something that we also should probably talk about is is that Fridays are still a fasting day or a, a day of abstinence. abstinence yeah. or a day of abstinence. Um, that's never changed. Now, the the conference, the Episcopal conference are, are allowed to dictate what we have to do or what we can do or what uh, are good substitutes. But it used to be always abstain from meat um, on Fridays. In fact, canon law actually still says, uh, right here, so it still talks about uh, the law of abstinence binds those who have completed the 14th, oh, I'm sorry, abstinence from meat or from uh, some other food is determined by the conference. Uh, it is to be observed on all Fridays unless a solemnity should fall on a Friday. Abstinence and fasting are to be observed on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. But uh, it's still called on every Friday, uh, abstinence is. And so uh, yeah, when you're abstaining from something, you're abstaining from uh, like a meat uh, tip is typically what, what you do, is a, yeah. a specific thing that you're, you're, you're not partaking in. And it is... It for is, that day. Yeah, it is confusing because we still say like, oh, I'm fasting from candy. Truthfully, you're abstaining from candy. Well, yeah, um, Aquinas actually even talks about this, whether or not fasting uh, is part of uh, abstaining, whether or not fasting is, a par- is part of abstaining. What does he say? Yes. Okay, yeah. I mean, we say like, oh, I'm fasting, from, I'm on a technology fast. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Really, like, that's abstaining from technology. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, not f- it's per se not fasting. Right. Yeah. Fasting is when you don't eat food. Right, so fast... When you fast from technology... You it's, can only use one device and another two and, small devices. And two smaller devices that, that when, combined when put, together, don't put together do not equal one, one device. device. Yes, yes. One. Yes. You nailed it. So you get a desktop and two mini iPads, and that's yeah. all for the day. Like, why you is get your, a disc man. You get a disc man. Why is your monitor so small? I'm fasting from technology. I'm just using really <laughs> tiny monitors. A Walkman is what you're thinking. Because you'll notice if you put both Walkman. of the... Walkman. If you put both of these monitors together, they would not equal one normal size monitor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so fasting is, it, it, it used to just be, uh, fasting was one meal for the day. Uh, Aquinas talks about like what fasting is and he, he says it's just one meal for the day. Now that rule has been laxed to where it's one meal and then two small meals that when added together don't equal the full meal, which I think is just a funny equation in general. It's like, or you could just like just do one meal. Like right. we're we're okay. Like you can you can you'll do be it. all right. You're, you're gonna you're now, gonna make it. In the beginning, if you have never fasted, I, I remember when I first started fasting, and it it was like it was hard, and I would get angry. Like I would like irritable. Ir- should, yeah, should have been taking your multivitamin. If only I had known back yeah. then, bro. You know what I'm saying? Here I am. Uh, but now, because I'm not, I am not a big faster. Like I'm not like a a monk, but. Uh, I have been fasting for many years now, and honestly, like, I've been thinking recently if I need to, like, do, change what I do, because I don't even, I hardly notice on my fasting days Mm. until, like, I don't know, an hour before dinner, I'll kind of realize, oh, I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. But it's not, it's, it's almost not a suffer. It's, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's hardly even uncomfortable. Uh, Bishop Ful- so Archbishop- maybe I need to do more is what I've been thinking. Um, Archbishop Fulton Sheen actually talks about this in the prayer life. Like when you get into such a, a routine of prayer where you're doing the same prayers over and over again and you're almost like 
uh, you almost feel like you're not getting anything, or not that you're not getting anything out of it, but it, it's becoming so repetitious that you're not actually, it's hard for you to focus on actually what you're praying. He says to, to switch it up completely. Really? Yeah, to just like change it up uh, for, for like a week. And then go back. And then go back. He says it's, it's, it's beneficial. Okay. Um, One of the practices that, since we're talking about what has changed, uh, that I think would affect other people more like their daily life is the Eucharist fast used to be uh, see, three or four hour. It was all day. You couldn't eat. You couldn't eat until you, if you were going to receive communion, you could not eat that day until after you received communion. Yeah, I think it went from that to a four hour fast, three or four hour fast, and then it short it goes even shorter too. Maybe the, yeah, the one hour it could now. be. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because I history. have I have one of the uh, uh, a missile that actually still says in there that actually Thomas Lackey gave me mm. uh, that still says uh, I think six hours. Uh, that the fast is six hours before you receive. I mean, that's what the whole breaking fast, you know, breakfast, breakfast you know, you know, yeah. that's, that's the whole thing is like, you know, you're, uh, you're going to receive the Eucharist. Been fasting all night long. I'm going to tell, the, I'm going to tell my wife that like, as we're going to bed, I'm going to offer up my fast for you tonight for you, for you, babe, <laughs> for While your holiness. I'm going to be fasting yeah. for you. <sighs> but that's what I mean. You would, you would eat dinner on Saturday night. And you would not eat again. At the time, though, it was supper. It was more supper. supper back it was then, more yeah. supper, yes. Uh, you'd eat supper, and then uh, you would not eat again until after you went to Holy Mass. That's why, that's but, why also they had Mass at like 6 o'clock, six o'clock in, the morning. in the morning. Yeah. But so Thomas Lake and I one year did a, a Revelation 22 instead of Exodus 90, where it was at 22 day fast. Uh, and every day we would read a chapter of Exodus, of no, of Revelation. Revelation. Of, of Revelation. And one of the things we did was keep that fast, which means that we couldn't have breakfast on Sundays. And there was something about being so hungry and receiving the body of Christ and feeling how that becomes your nourishment. Like it's actually nourishing. Yeah. yeah like, I, I've been hungry at Mass before. Oh, it was... It was beautiful. It was like, why am I even hungry? You know, it's like, I have right now everything I need. Especially back when you could take the wine, too. Mm. Like, there's something about a sip of wine when you're hungry that actually, like... It's the blood of Christ, by the way. Well, right. The blood of Christ, right. But it still has the accidents. It has the accidents of wine still. So, like, it really, like, warms you up or something. I don't know. But fasting is something, uh, you're right, Dave, fasting is something that is not easy to do at first, but it is just like a virtue, like the, the more you do it, the, the more you practice it, the easier it does become. Yeah. Um, because, all, I mean, it's the denial of self, right? So it's, uh, you're growing in, you know, you try to grow in charity, you try to grow, uh, you know, in, in a specific virtue. Um, it's a denial of self and, and point, point it towards God. And so, like, as you continue to develop these, these virtues, in fact, uh, penance is, uh, I, I believe, well, I shouldn't say that, I'm not positive. I think that Aquinas actually talks about penance as a virtue hmm. um, in the Could Summa. Be. 
But um, so fasting is something that like if you first start and you're like, I'm going to do this and you get excited. The thing is, you're going to get excited. You're going to do it the first time and it's going to be easy because you were excited about it. You're ready to do it. You're focused. The second time is not going to be easy. Well, it's it, might not, be, it won't be easy the first time, but you will have like the motivation to you persevere. Have, you'll have the adrenaline kind of to, to yeah, persevere. Yeah, you'll like keep going. You're like, all right, no, this is what I'm in for. Right. Got but it. it's it's the... It's, the second day though, the third day. It's the third time. You know, it's just like XS90. Like the first first week, week was, was really easy. It's like everybody's yeah. all excited. We're yeah, all... Like, we're doing this. It, XS90 is always brutal because it's a grind on, on, on day, you know, forty-eight. Right. You know, exactly. on day fifty, when you've been taking cold showers for forty-eight days, and you're like, I don't, we still have forty more days to go. You know, or, right? You know, on right. day fifty, yeah, right. And it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, it's like that's when it's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, that's when it, it right. gets good. Also, when, when the you fast, meets the road. The thing that you have to be on your guard for is it's you know like okay. Two small meals that when added together, you know, don't equal one regular meal. But then when you go to eat your one regular meal, it's big. That it's like, was that really a regular meal? Chicken fried steak, the size right. of my plate. I've caught myself doing that. It's like, I'm having thirds, like huge helpings of thirds, you know, because like you haven't eaten all day. And right. you're like, I could eat a horse. Really? I think mm-hmm. I could. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's what, at least yeah. for me, that's what I have to guard against. Also got to guard against your hard. pride. It's hard because I think it'd almost be easier to keep not eating. Mm-hmm. The same thing about uh, like bread and water fasts. I hate bread and water fasts. Mm-hmm. I would rather not eat. Mm-hmm. There's something terrible about eating just plain bread and water. Because there's like fasting bread, I think, that makes, makes it like more tolerable to eat. But whenever I don't ever have that. I just have wheat bread, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're, if you're eating two slices of wheat bread, you're like choking it down. It's, I honestly would rather eat nothing, but I eat the bread as a penance. Mm-hmm. I like bread, but I just don't like it when it's just bread and water, right. I guess, you know? Like, even if you can toast it, that's way better. Yeah. You also got to worry about pride. You know, I, I don't. You, I mean, not you personally. No, not me. All right. Um, but, you know, you start, you start uh, fasting more, you start, you know, doing these things uh, the church is asking you to do and you know you start thinking about how how good of a catholic you are or you know like oh look at me i'm i'm, I'm doing all these things i think about that a lot um right and uh you know that's exact those are the extremes that you know uh, that the screw tape c.s lewis talks about in the screw tape letters that that's exactly where the devil wants right. wants, to, wants you to be is the yeah. extremes of Okay, fine. He's he's participating in church. He's doing church things. Make him an extremist. Right. You know, like make him go. You know, that far pendulum swing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that way. Implant the idea that he only goes to the best liturgies, right? You know, and with the best best congregation, right? Exactly, know. or something, right? So, anyway, as we uh, approach Lent, the Lenten season, as we we approach the days of, of fasting. Hopefully that will give you something to think about and we can be more intentional with uh, our Lent. And, and you know, like as Lent is coming up, you should think about what you're going to do. It shouldn't be something like, oh, last minute you just say, oh, well, I guess I'll, you know, do the same thing I've done the last give five years. Give up chocolate. Right, exactly. Give up sweets or, you mm-hmm. know, like, right, kind of, you know, unless I really want, unless I, you know, unless it's someone's birthday, you know, and like, right. unless I really want some. Right. So, anyway. That's all I got. Okay.